that color blindness that has been put into policy and even the term people of color and, and all of that, it's not specific enough because none of us are a people of color. Like, Welcome to AI Decodes the System podcast. AI Decodes the System is a series of podcast interviews with industry experts and everyday people who will help explain topics related to policy, tech, data, law, and other current issues in plain language. The goal of this podcast is to help close the knowledge gap in a world where misinformation is growing and to help us decode the system. Sit back and enjoy the show. That's that's wild. And thank you for sharing that story because I'd never heard of it. I'm sitting here like literally Googling like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh-huh. And I'm appreciative that you brought that up of like how some of this stuff happens and how, especially when we think about technology and the wave of the future, how some of these biases can get baked in over and over and over because technology inherently is not biased, but how you train it and the data used definitely can. But with that being said, because technology isn't biased, how can AI be used to help close the gap when it comes to healthcare disparities? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I'll be honest. I don't know if a gap can be closed um, because... Darn, Avery. Well, I mean, like, like, be truthful, like, though. Be truthful. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, gaps are gaps. Like, nothing is... E- like, like, I don't think it's really about um, closing a gap because really, what's the standard? Is the white person the standard? Because, you know, there are standards that are even beyond white people. I think we can improve the healthcare disparities just by, as crazy as it sounds, doing something. Because for the longest of time, nothing is done. And it's like really crazy because much of the mortality rates, or basically the rate in which people die, and morbidity rates, and that is the rate in which people uh, become physically altered, but you're not dead, you can still live. But anyway, those rates right now are what they are based on like pretty much neglect. I mean, the fact that black people are diagnosed less with melanoma, but when they are diagnosed with melanoma, they're more likely to die than a white person. To me, people, a doctor would say, and I've heard this before. A doctor would say like, well, you know, and you, you, I'm sure you've heard it. I've heard black people say it too, nurses and caregivers and all sorts of people say, oh, well, you know, black people don't get skin cancer that much. Yes, so, they do. And that's why I said the whole thing about the SPF earlier, because I wasn't brought up to make sure I had sunblock on. Like I was like, oh, no, I don't need sunblock. And so I got older. And really, I really start wearing it daily, like in the last year. So I'm with you on that. We're not yeah. like well, the education on that is like. There's a big misconception on skincare for black folks. So and there is. But let's just let's just go with the statement. Right. Let's go with the statement. Okay, black people don't get skin cancer that much. So you mean to tell me because black people don't get diagnosed with skin cancer that much, we just shouldn't do anything about it? Not at all. Wouldn't it be easier to do something about it since black people get it less? That means you wouldn't overrun the system. Hello. Like. Do you want black people to be dying more from it? So then you do something like this statement right. doesn't even makes sense to me. If somebody, somebody's getting melanoma, clearly, and you have a group of people that's getting and it. And you're missing dying. it. Yeah. Right. right. And, and they're dying from it. it. So yeah, there's, there's something there. There's definitely a gap for sure. Yeah, it's something there. Right. Exactly. So because you have hundred people, the 10 black people die, let's say 500 white people and let's say 30 of them die. So people say, well, more white people died than black people from it. So let's pay more attention to the white people than the black people. 
And I'm like, well, okay, so do 40 black, even though it's 100 black people, but 500 white people, do 40 black people have to die for you to care? Right. This is an opportunity to pay attention. I mean, the fact that it's a small amount of people is less casualty. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Like, that means it's less people dying, but you can improve on the rate of mortality. It can lower. So that's my whole thing. The problem is, is that this issue of who gets fed in this country is not something that is just limited to like dermatology. It's everywhere. And if we're 13% of the population, then we shouldn't be asking for any damn thing. Because if the justification is, and this goes into venture capital as well, if the justification is, is that, well, you need a certain threshold of people, certain amount of people, right? Like, let's say you need 20 million people for this, or you need 30 million people for that. Even cable TV networks work like this, where it needs to be a certain amount of households that are willing to place an order in order for like that network to last for a certain amount of time. And if mm-hmm. this certain amount of households just don't make the orders, then the network basically goes down and a new network comes up. But the problem with that is that you're counting, if it's 263 million white people, but it's 44 million black people, and your measurement is we need 20 million or 15 million households for us to justify investment or for us to justify creating this television station. Well, I mean, you telling me you need like 5% of white people, but you need half the black population. Like, you know, like a small fraction of of white people want to watch this. Boom. Now you got a TV network with a bunch of dumb stuff on it. Hey, AIPOC community. I hate to be a glitch in the system, but I think now is the perfect time for you to screenshot the podcast on whatever device you're using. Yes, that's right. Screenshot it, upload it, and tag AI Decodes, that's A-I-D-E-C-O-D-E-S, and then share it with your networks. Super simple. And now back to the show. We don't have that same measuring stick. You can't have just like a small fraction of the black community that wants something like we all literally have to be interested. Half of us have to be interested in the exact same thing for us to get investment. That's why you have one BET for a whole series of cable networks. Like is that kind of measurement. Like we're beyond that now. So anyway, that's why we have the problems that we have, people wonder like, well, how come we don't get no investment in the black community? It's because of formulas like that. They're racial by design. They use numbers instead of saying, you know, well, we're just not going to do this for black people. We say, oh, you know, you need a certain amount of people, but you know, it ain't that many black people to meet that. So anyway. I've never heard that broken down in that way, but you're in this space. Like you've been looking for funding in different organizations and you've been doing that work, but it's good to hear that. Because, I mean, we are a smaller percentage of the population, but that doesn't mean you ignore a smaller percentage as of though they're not as valid because we're not the same across like a lot of different things. Like, yeah, we're all human, but black people have different health care concerns. Our diets uh, look very different due to different things. And our skin is taken care of differently. Like even like you mentioned a thing about the light, like there's been talking about for some years how autonomous vehicles are less likely to see a dark-skinned person because of light and the way that light does not reflect the same way that it does on black skin that it does on white skin. So we can't ignore the differences, right? We should embrace those differences and look for ways to ensure that we have equity across the different platforms, especially with technology. And uh, one thing I love about what you're doing is you're actually building a black skin health AI data set in order to 
help to build some of this data that we're talking about so that folks can possibly use these different data sets to train um, some of these tools. So can you talk a little bit about that and how others can participate in that data set? Um, well, yeah, yeah, sure. I definitely can do that. So because I'm working with Mozilla, they saw the vision. And so let me back you up before yeah. you tell everybody. Spoiler alert. So he received the 2021 Mozilla Creative Media Award for his work with Melalogic. All right. Now you can go into it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So because Mozilla saw the vision and selected me to be a recipient of that award, along with eight other organizations and companies and black artists they're providing me with the funding to be able to pay my team to create this scan health data set. So we're going to have the first version of this available by September, 2021. Nice. It's not going to work well, but it's going to, it's going to exist. We're trying to establish the protocol right now. And then, cause like I said earlier, we would need thousands and thousands of images categorized in order for this to like actually provide some kind of value to the general public. But with that said, what we want to do is uh, in order to get these thousands and thousands of images, millions of images, um, we want to kind of be like the Red Cross. And so how the Red Cross, like get volunteers, we want to do something like that. But what we would receive from volunteers is um, non-invasive donations, which would be photos. And so in order to create this tool, in order to enable the Black community worldwide to be our own uh, health advocates. So that's the goal. And I want to be very clear also with this whole millions and millions of images. I do think that we would need millions and millions, but uh, we also have a philosophy that less is more. So we're not necessarily interested in collecting data just for data's sake. We just want to collect what is useful. It would be anonymized and uh, the data would be cleaned by being reviewed through a dermatologist or research institution, so on and so forth. So that's how we can ensure that these images are going to be what it is that we need and they're not pictures of like dogs or, you know, teddy bears or people trolling it. So that's one of the ways we would ensure that the data is safe and useful. And what's cool about this is like you're all building this data set so it can train some of these tools that potentially will be used in the future and even the work that you're doing with Melalogic. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize that some things are not being trained for a black voice or black face. Like for example, a lot of things around language, like they've seen that a lot of times black people talk very differently than white people. And we have different vernacular and things like that. Not to say we don't speak English because we do. Um, but there are certain things that in one language or in one culture, excuse me, it could mean something totally different and making sure you put the right meaning to a word. So it's just interesting to see like all the different things that are going to have to happen as a result of technology and as a result of these different data sets. And I'm thankful that you're being a part of that conversation. I'm sure it's not the first one. I'm sure it's not the last that you're going to be a part of. And I'm excited because with your Mozilla work and the work that you're going to do there with Melalogic, it's exciting that you're looking at the intersection of artificial intelligence, of cancer research. And you're even thinking about like racial justice and multimedia. Like, what do you want to do with that? And how does that intersection come to fruition for you? Well, all those things are necessary in order to create a product that our community can use. Uh, it can't be, in my mind, either AI or cancer research or racial justice or multimedia or software development. 
it can't just be these things disparately. They have to come together in order to create something useful. And I guess that's just kind of where I come in because I have a unique experience because, and that's, that's another thing I felt like my experience was the secret sauce for all of this because there are people that are way better at artificial intelligence than I, way better in cancer research than I, way better in racial justice, way better in computer programming, way better in all those things. But if there is another Black person that has experience in all of those disciplines and they lost their wife from cancer, mm. they're probably walking the earth, but we probably would never cross paths. You know, it's not that many of us out here. And so I was kind of like in the middle of the Venn diagram, so to speak. So I kind of see how all of it comes together. And really, when we're creating these products, like really, I'm not the only person that's like this. Anybody that's anything that's useful, they have an understanding of a variety of specialties and not only that, but can string them together. That is also what uh, software development and the creation of an app when you're the founder level, the creator level or product owner level. You're the one that's kind of like conjoining all of these different things into making something that people will find helpful. I love it. So my final question I ask everyone, and it's based on the intersection we just talked about, right? And I want to say one quick thing, but I'm glad you mentioned the intersection because I always tell people you need to find your intersection. And that intersection needs to include something related to technology, data, or what have you, because the future is definitely those individuals, those creators, those folks who are understanding how their specialty works along with these other areas. So thank you for calling that out because I think that folks need to hear that. But why do you think it's important for listeners to understand how AI technologies and health policy work together? There's this concept of colorblindness that has been pushed for 40 to 50 or so years. And the thing is, is that that colorblindness that has been put into policy and even the term people of color and, and, and all of that, it's not specific enough because None of us are a people of color. Like we are what we yeah. are, right? True. And so, and this wraps around to what we were talking about earlier. We have different needs on a genetic environmental level. We have different needs. And so the thing about healthcare policy is that if it's colorblind at this stage of the game, it's only going to be so helpful. If we're trying to create policies that are going to meet the needs of having an equal standard of care across society then those policies, they need to be sensitive enough to enable solutions that are race specific. That's my view about it. And I also feel like part of the reparations conversation that you might hear every now and then, but not really doesn't go into great detail. And if it does, I haven't seen it. Somebody can let me know. I think that much of it can be addressed, not all, but I think a a portion of it could be addressed through healthcare. And not necessarily free health care, so on and so forth. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is research. I'm talking about research focused exclusively on Black people. Um, you're talking about people who are non-immigrants, people that have been here from the beginning and many of us before the beginning of this country. And that is not acknowledged. And I remember in the previous political uh, season last year, I have a podcast and we had interviewed somebody who was running for a position in one of the jurisdictions here in the um, Maryland area. 
And I was asking him about what's his view on like reparations and stuff as far as like medical care and whatnot. And this person was going on talking about like, well, yeah, we want to do something for people who use drugs and um, we want to get them help and all that. And I said, man, I said, black people, you talking about drugs. Like it's a bunch of black people don't use drugs, but they still have health issues. Like, you know, so my view is that I think a lot of the policymakers, because they're more people, people, not many of them are experts on any real subject matter or anything technical. But I think what we could use as a people rather is some of that dollar that gets taken out of our taxes to be specifically allocated toward the citizens of this society of black people who we know have through years of scores of evidence. That's why we even having this podcast and conversation right now that there has been encoded neglect. Like there's evidence on that. So then to turn around and say, well, I'm colorblind doesn't help fix the problem. It might slow some things down. It doesn't catch anybody up. So that's my view. I think that some of the whole reparations movie can go toward research institutions, maybe the National Medical Association. Maybe some of that can go there to focus on race specific research for black Americans. As far as like artificial intelligence, I mean, I don't know, cut Melologica check, put out a boundary. <laughs> put out a further bounty to do these kinds of things. You know, that's my view on it. Support these kinds of concepts and ideas so that we can utilize modern technology like AI to be able to solve these centuries old problems. Avery, thank you so much for spending time with us. And I'm looking forward to even more great things coming from you. But before you go, let the folks know where they can find you and where they can find Melologic and all the great things you're working on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So... If you are interested in being notified to get on the or to utilize the Black Skin Care Tips calendar, go to melologic.com and add your email address. You're going to be notified when we release it. If it hasn't already been released by the time you've listened to this podcast, a uh, bunch of people are signing up. So many people are interested in it. Oh, nice. I signed up. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. I signed up like a month ago. Okay. And then um, if you want to Check us out on Instagram. We are at GetMelologic, G-E-T-M-E-L-A-L-O-G-I-C. And then we're also on Twitter at GetMelologic. And then if you just wanted to, you know, highlight uh, your boy, I am at AVeryGoodIdea.com. That's my website. And um, you can check me out there and uh, yeah, see all my stuff. So Awesome. I'll make sure I put it in the show notes. Thank you, Avery. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Share this episode. Let folks know that AI Decosta System is talking about these topics that we all should be learning about and that we should all know about at this point. Feel free to follow us on all social at AI Decode. That's A-I-D-E-C-O-D-E-S. And make sure you check us out, follow and tag us and turn on your notifications. Thank you guys and see you next week.